My name's Robin Carter, I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, this morning we are looking at the theme of finding hope and what hope is and the living hope that we have in the person of Jesus. With all the things uh, that are happening at the moment, we've had incredible uh, tragedies around Australia with the fires and uh, just the loss of life, loss of property, loss of uh, people's uh, lifetime of uh, um, building up their, um, their lives and, and, and just the tragedies that we've seen. We hear the drums of war beating around the world with Trump and others. Uh, the, the drums of war, the, the dogs of war are barking and you can be wondering, well, what is the future uh, going to be? And not meaning that uh, that's uh, happening at the moment, but just the whole sense of where do we find hope in the midst of what life is handing you. And I don't know what, uh, for all of you, what life has dealt you at the moment, where things are at for you, um, but this morning I trust that you will find some encouragement, strength, uh, and hope in the truth of God's word and the person, the, the living presence of Jesus uh, with us this morning and in your life. Foyodor Dostoevsky, who wrote Crime and Punishment and Brothers Karamov and other many uh, uh, books, uh, said these words, to live without hope is to cease to live. Hope is vital for all of us if we are to survive uh, what life brings our way. Even false hope uh, can be a powerful thing. I'm not a gambler and I haven't, uh, I don't think, rarely bought a, ever a, a lottery ticket, but I did some research uh, on the whole sense and the chances of, of winning the lottery. And uh, the one thing that drives what I'm about to tell you is the hope that people will win. The Irish lotto is a one in 10, nearly 11 million chance of winning. The Oz lotto is one in 45 million a chance of winning. The Euro jackpot is one in 95 million. Uh, the, the Euro millions is one in 340, uh, uh, one in 140 million. The Powerballs are one in one, 292 million. These are the chances of winning. Or the Mega millions is one in 302 uh, million chance of winning and yet people keep buying a lottery ticket in the hope the one thing that drives the gambling industry is the hope that you will win even a small prize uh, and uh, so people just keep putting their money uh, in uh, into these things because hope is such a powerful uh, driver and it needs to be part of our lives people with hope have the will to live another day no matter what happens and what it comes their way. During my holidays over the Christmas, uh, two weeks prior to Christmas and up to New Year, uh, I spent two and a half days at the Lobethal um, Recovery Centre where as people came, uh, the two main things that were happening, they were recording people, uh, people's losses and what they needed and the kind of uh, situation they were in and then they had another um, stream of... Uh, recording people who were offering their help and then they were linking the two up. Salvation Army were there uh, giving um, cash uh, available, ca a cash card available to help people with immediate needs and uh, other avenues of support were on the, in the building at the time. 
And as people shared uh, uh, their losses, their credible grief and brokenness, half of them had uh, lost their home, who were coming in, uh, lost all their livelihood, a whole life's work had just gone up in smoke in a few seconds. And yet, most of those people, in their incredible uh, grief and loss, still had a sense of hope and were saying things like, we will rebuild, we will rebuild what we have lost. Uh, and though they were grieving deeply and uh, deeply traumatized by the events that were happening, they had an attitude that they would uh, rebuild and uh, had the drive and the motivation uh, to do that. And the kind of support that's available, and I noticed it was reported this morning, someone put up a, a website to offer homes and help to people who had lost everything, and they had 9,000 hits uh, within a few days of people offering their homes, caravans, holiday houses, uh, properties for stock, uh, just 9,000 people offering, uh, in, a, in a day or two, just offering to help those uh, who had lost everything. But because there was help around the corner, whether it be government, community, friends, neighbours, churches, whoever it was, these people could face incredible loss. The flip side of that is how people uh, react when there's no support, no hope, no opportunity uh, for them uh, to look to another day. The refugees in detention are an example of people who have no hope. Whatever you think of the policies of our government in uh, keeping people on Manus Island and other places, these people come fleeing for their lives to our country. They come with a hope that they will find a place of safety and where there will be uh, a new start for their families. And then uh, they are told that they have no future in Australia. They may have to go back, many of them, to places where their lives are in danger. And the way they respond to that is one where they just lose all hope. Many, some of them, many of them, uh, attempt suicide. Many of them uh, do things that just show that they've lost all hope. They just see no purpose in life. And as a result, uh, it manifests in many different ways in all uh, areas of their lives. Viktor Frankl, who was a psychologist, psychiatrist, who was um, uh, in the um, Auschwitz uh, uh, death camps, he studied people's response to suffering. And there were four main categories of how people responded uh, when they felt that they had lost, uh, lost hope. Some became even the nicest people, the people who were the most friendly became, when they lost all hope, some of them became brutal and angry. When all hope was gone, they just thought nothing matters and their anger and would become brutal towards others. Others simply gave up, they lost all hope, they didn't want to eat or get out of bed, and then in days, if they refused to eat, then they would die. Not because they wanted to die necessarily, uh, other than that they had no reason to keep themselves alive. And some simply held on. The third category of people were people who held on with an attitude, if I can just survive another day, I can find those um, things that gave me hope, I can re-establish re, uh, those things uh, that um, have been taken from me. It might be family, status, job, friends, home, whatever it is. They, they would simply try to live another day in the hope that they would find something to hang on to again. And then there was the fourth category of people 
who um, kept their full inner liberty and maintained their inner strength and continued to be concerned for others around them and didn't let their circumstances uh, destroy them. Even when everything in this life is stripped away, there are people and there are ways in which we can maintain a sense of inner liberty, inner hope, and continue to seek the good of others and believe that there will be another day uh, where uh, we can live with a, a fresh and a new hope. Viktor Fr uh, Frankl labelled this uh, ability and uh, to have hope in the midst of incredible tragedy. He called it tragic uh, optimism. And this idea that people can live with hope in the midst of incredible trauma um, is something uh, that the Christian faith gives to us. Another world-renowned uh, psychologist, Paul Wong, who's a clinical psychologist, PhD a writer, world-renowned and speaking in conferences around the world, is one who has a story of transformation from his origins as a melancholic child in China and then an impoverished refugee in Hong Kong and then he became a fervent convert, convert to Christianity. And then he, when he became a pastor, he was mistreated in Toronto as a pastor. And all the way, uh, after all that, he has become someone who has influenced uh, a professor of psychology on the world stage, still a man of faith, uh, who has identified the kind of faith that enables us to survive anything that life throws at us. He postulated that the only kind of hope which can stand the harsh realities and blows of life are one, a faith that has acceptance of what cannot be changed. So if we are to survive, we need to be able to accept what cannot be changed. Secondly, he said, there was an affirmation in the value and the meaning of life. Behind everything that was happening, we can still hang on to some sense of meaning in our lives if we are to survive incredible loss and suffering. He talked about having self-transcendence, seeing beyond ourselves and someone greater than us, and then added to that, that we have faith in God and in others, and that we have courage to face adversity. This is the kind of hope that the Christian faith uh, gives to us, no matter what life brings our way. It is a living hope that no one, nothing can take uh, from us. But even though as Christians we live with this hope, I hope that I can see my sermon notes and I've just pulled them up where I can see them. Some Christians do lose hope in the midst of what's happening to them in their lives. Craig uh, Groshow in his book, Hope in the Dark, speaks of a man whose wife uh, of 18 years was killed by a drunk driver. Sometime after it happened, he was talking with him and this man erupted with words of anger. He said, if there is a God, then there's no way he's good. A good God wouldn't let some drunk idiot kill my wife and let the idiot live. And if God is good, then there's no way he's in control of things or that wouldn't have happened to her. I am not even sure anymore that God exists. And if he does, well, then I don't want to have anything to do with the kind of God that would let something like that happen. In the realities of life, we can uh, be challenged 
to the extent where we might express anger. You read the Psalms, you'll see that he expresses some pretty amazing things of anger at God because he's not doing what he thought God should do and yet he comes back to the point the Psalmist will often say, yet will I praise the Lord, yet will I give praise to God, yet will I honour him as the one who is my salvation and my hope. And the same author, Craig, goes on and says, to really know God, you have to wrestle through pain, struggle and honest doubts and even live with unanswered questions. If you wrestle with him, seek him and cling to him, God will meet you in your pain. And this morning as we uh, just think about the whole importance of hope in our lives and where we find our hope, I want to read a short passage from 1 Peter 1, uh, 3 uh, to 9, just six verses that describes the living hope We've sung about it this morning, we've expressed it in our praise, the assurance we have (coughs) of who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and what God has in store for us. 1 Peter uh, 1, verses 3 to 9, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, and though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, uh, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I want to draw attention to three things that uh, God is saying to us this morning that we uh, need to be encouraged by. And one is that the source of this living hope, we've sung about it this morning, the source of this living hope is our faith in Christ. The first couple of verses, we are born again into a living hope. When we put our faith in Christ, something is birthed within us. We begin to have an assurance about something beyond the realities of life around us, something about what God has in store for us. It is birthed in us. We are born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading and kept in heaven for you who by God's power um, are being guarded through faith. Imperishable, undefiled, unfading and kept for you, kept by the living God in store for you. Nothing can take that hope away from you. No matter what has happened, what losses you've experienced, um, that reality will always uh, remain true. One person has said, if we make finite things the object of our ultimate hope, you will at some point be disappointed. It might be your job, your status, your ministry in the church, uh, your youth, your friends, your family. I didn't mean to point at myself when I said youth, but (laughs) be that as it may, it's fading. Friends, family, wealth, property, even a husband or wife can't be the focus of your ultimate hope. If these things are your ultimate hope, you're setting yourself for more than just grief and loss when you lose these things, you're setting yourself up for a crash that will uh, be overwhelming for you if these things are your, um, are your ultimate hope. They're all hopes that are dying. 
They're all hopes that at the point of death will all be taken away and we are left with what God is offering us. Suffering is what we experience when any one or two series of these things are, t- are stripped away from us. Suffering exposes our life foundations and Peter is writing to remind people of the hope that they have in Christ that is beyond uh, what may be stripped of them in this life. Hope is the very foundation of your personality. What you put your hope in now uh, and for the future determines how you handle life, your lifetime decisions, your responses to suffering, your priorities, what makes you anxious, how you handle a crisis, how you handle what's happening to you uh, is all shaped by what your ultimate hope is. Nothing in all the universe can take the living hope that Christ gives us uh, from you. I found it over many years just amazing Uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 uh, it just assures us that this is the way it is Christ was raised from the dead first then all those who belong to Christ will be raised from the dead when he comes again in the hope we have God can raise the dead uh, whenever he chooses he has told us it will it will be while he can raise the dead whenever he chooses he has told us it will be when he comes again even though there may be some miracles along the way some will say that the resurrection has already happened and all the promises of the kingdom uh, at Christ's coming should all be present now. And then in 2 Timothy 2, it talks about, uh, says their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hermenius and Philetus who have departed from the truth. They say the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the, the faith of some. People who teach that everything that God has promised in the resurrection should be a reality in your life now uh, are are causing people uh, to lose their faith if they face the realities of life because the promise of God is that ultimately the fullness of everything will only be at the time when he comes and we are resurrected and everything is perfect in every way, in every area of our lives and we live with this hope and assurance. But faith also empowers us. The kind of faith and confidence we have in what God has done empowers us for daily living. The living hope we enable, that we have enables us to endure the experiences of this life in a broken world where uh, no one is perfect, either in the church or outside of the church. And it's really amazing what it says in verse uh, 6 and 7. It says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Martin Luther King said, We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. In other words, we need to face the reality of things we cannot change in this life, but never lose the infinite hope, the living hope that we have in Christ. When we live with eternal hope, we have the strength to face uh, the challenges that come. No matter uh, what is taken from us, we can enjoy what life th- we can endure what life throws at us. In Hebrews 10, the writer was writing to people uh, who were suffering incredible persecution and loss. But here's what he says, and I find this is incredibly uh, challenging words. It says, you suffered along with those in prison 
and this is what's very challenging, and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better and lasting possession. So you do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. And the amazing words about what we look forward to uh, when we come uh, to the other side of suffering, faith that is tried by fire, it says in verse 7 of 1 Peter 1, results in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But what's challenging is, or what's encouraging is, that the praise, uh, glory and honour is what Jesus gives to you when your faith survives the trials of life. When you stand before him and you didn't let go of the hope that you had in him. All seven or eight commentaries that I looked at all made it uh, expressed how Jesus himself will give praise and glory and honour to you for your faith that has been tried by fire, that endures whatever life throws at you. And when you stand before him, obviously praise and glory and honour is all uh, ultimately to be in, to the person of Jesus. But in that particular passage, it's saying, remember in Revelation, uh, Jesus said, um, we can look forward to that well done, good and faithful servant. It's not because you've lived a perfect life, you did all the right things, but you endured through life and you kept the faith in the midst of the challenges of life. And God himself will say, well done, uh, good and faithful uh, servant. And finally, living hope in the midst of suffering even uh, results uh, in love and joy uh, in your life. We hang on to love for God for who he is. We find joy in who he is and the hope that we have. And in, in verse 8 and 9 that we read earlier, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, uh, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Love and joy in God in the midst of suffering. What happens in the living our lives with the kind of faith that God gives us is that joy and sadness can coexist. We see it in the person of Jesus. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured uh, the cross. In the garden, he said, my soul is suffering unto death. He screamed in agony on the cross, and yet all those things were happening, uh, um, and he endured those things for the joy of us being his, his eternal family, for people of faith throughout uh, history being in the kingdom of God, for the joy set before him, he endured the suffering of the cross. And as people of faith, if we have that living hope beyond what happens, we don't get bitter and angry when life rips away from us the things that are not wrong, that are normal, family, friends, a home, possessions. These things aren't wrong. But when they're ripped away, a living hope stops us from becoming bitter and angry, enables us, as we see in so many people uh, in, in the church and throughout Australia, as people around them are losing things. Uh, the guy who was organising the uh, recovery centre at Lobethal, um, he was one of the first homes in Lobethal uh, to, 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 to be totally destroyed uh, um, in, in the fire. And yet... He just accepted that that had happened and he was the key organiser throughout the two or three weeks uh, that followed and still is the key organiser of that recovery centre along with others uh, who, who came around him and created that place where other people could find hope. 
And so, uh, for us, we can find in the midst of the things that happen, as we focus on the living hope we have, express the grief, express the sadness, face the reality, but deep down know the inner joy of who God is, the eternal hope that you have, and let that uh, be uh, your strength. As we come to a time where, invite the band to come up, as we come to a time where we'll share in communion, in Christ we are reminded that we have faith, we have hope, we have love from God, we have love that he gives us for those around us. Uh, As we share in the communion in a moment, I want to read three scriptures uh, to you from Psalm 27 verse 14, the first one. Wait, words of exhortation, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. And Isaiah 40, familiar words in verse 31. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then in Romans 15, verse 13, we read, May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing that the experience of your faith, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing and bubbling over with hope. The work of the Holy Spirit, one of the things, is that he will cause you to find joy in God in the midst of incredible challenge uh, and suffering. I know I've said it before, All the Beatitudes that say you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. The original language is the idea, it says deep inner joy despite outward circumstances. That's what it means to be blessed. To have incredible inner joy despite outward circumstances. Craig Goshal, who I quoted earlier, said, do you want to grow closer to God? Do you want that intimacy with Him more than you want a comfortable, easygoing, problem-free life? Do you want to know that He is with you and cares about you, no matter what you are going through? Then doubt all you want, but never stop believing, or at least wanting to believe. You can have hope in the dark, because as you grow to know God, He will reveal even more of His love, His faithfulness, His grace. And over time, you will realize, believe and embrace that even when life is difficult, God is still good. As we come this morning to share in the bread and cup, let us remember the one who endured great suffering because of the joy set before him. Let us remember who we believe in. Let us remember the living God who is a suffering God, who knows what suffering is like. He's not detached from the realities that we experience. And as we receive the bread and cup, let us reflect and remember and renew our hope, renew the living hope that we have that is in the person of Jesus. And then the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to a sermon from Hills Baptist Church. To find out more or to hear other great content, find us at hillsbaptist.com or on your podcast app.